Magazine, Game Changers Media Network, Voices of the Village, Supreme Unisex Barbershop. Hello. Just Supreme's Barbershop. Just Supreme's Barbershop. <laughs> we dropped the unisex about, about, about six years ago. We used to have a salon in the back. So it was a you know, it was a need to let people know that like we service men and women. But like when we when we closed the salon part of it, we just went with Just Supreme's Barbershop. Awesome, 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 man. Give me a little background on Supreme Barbershop, how it all started. Looks like you and a group of guys came together and made this one of the hubs of the community. Well, when we first started, uh, well, I'm originally from McDonough. Like, um, we moved back. My grandparents and everybody are from here, but we moved down here when I was in about third grade. So I kind of know the community just just from saying I'm from here. But uh, Bill and I met when I was working at another barbershop down the street. I got licensed in 2010, 2011, and I moved back home because I was living downtown in Atlanta at the time. And when I moved down here, I met Bill in another barbershop that I was in. Um, long story short, man, there's uh, the guy that owned the other shop. He, you know, he wasn't a favorable guy. And he gave us the motivational push that we needed to go, you know, do our own thing and open another barbershop. And so from that, once I got in, I said that once we get to a place to where we could help people and we would be in a place of empowerment, I, went, I didn't want to do things the way that, no, they were done to me. So I said, once we opened the barbershop, I wanted us to be a place where other barbers could come and be comfortable and, you know, make their living. And people in the community could come in and just feel like they were a part of the family. And that's how we got started. We started at 151 Jonesboro Road, probably like, I think, I think we're going on our 11th year. Now, next March will be 11 years we've been in business. So we started 11 years ago. Put it down like that. Now, I remember meeting you. Well, I mentioned before the events happening in the community. You guys throwing the parties and throwing like the celebrations. You guys were very adamant in the community about reaching the youth. Yeah. You're in schools. Um, you, you're, you're hands on, not just behind the barber chair, but you're actually going into schools, going into the community, you know, serving these uh, youth during, you know, hard times and those who face adversities. Not only those who face adversity, but those who are just in the community thriving to get to the next level. Tell us about how that implemented into the whole mission that you guys are on. Well, I, <clears throat> I think most of it for me now, coming from a personal aspect, me being from here and seeing that we didn't, like kids didn't have a lot of options down here, like especially as being a, a black young man, they were either trying to push you into sports or something that was related to something around that, the entertainment issue, sports, music, in any of that type of stuff. And I, when I came down, I was like, I want to do those things, but I want kids to see that you can be a regular, everyday guy, live your life, go to work, learn finance, get, you know, get some financial literacy, and you could be good in your community too. Because I had got tired of the narrative that, just, that, that was saying that we could only be singers, rappers, or, 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 or you know, ball players. And, 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 and that, if that's you, that's cool. And, like, and I ain't knocking that for nobody because that has helped a lot of us change our life. But what about the people who own barbershops? What about like little young Kendall that, that own 1010 computers? Like what about you got people that's, that's, that's doing things in the community that's ne not necessarily entertainment based, but still yet a cornerstone of the community. So with the barbershop, I wanted to push that narrative that like 
you could be a good person and still make it in life and, and, and do things for other people to like, like I said, each one reach one or reach back or pay it forward. Absolutely. That absolutely. type of that type of idealism. Okay, okay. Now you mentioned uh Kendall, ten ten computers. Yeah, that's, that's my guy. That's my guy. I love <laughs> I love Kendall, man. I I love what he's doing, man, for him to be and, and you know, I don't know what his background is, just from the stuff that I see, you know, that he'll put out there. Okay. To not have the strongest background when it comes to like learning finance, learning how to run a business, just to be a, a, a upstart and to do it on your own and to go from where he was to where he is now, okay. I'm very proud of him because it's not easy to do. Like consistency is what makes entrepreneurs be great business people. And people don't understand that, that like you get the, the rah-rah of working for yourself, but what about the days when it's not fun? Right. What about the days when like I'm coming to the shop full of enthusiasm, but no customers come in. Oh, wow. So consistency is the thing that makes great entrepreneurs, great business people. And Kendall has, he's 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 mastered that, and, oh, wow. and and you know in a short amount of time, and I'm just so proud of him. I I, I call I call him the community genius. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Out there, and it kind of goes back to where you're saying we need more. Uh, it's not about the basketball players, and I think we preach that message all the yeah. time when we go into school. It's not about being a celebrity. It's not about being a basketball player, football player, and to each his own, yeah. to whoever journey that is. But it's only 1% of people from your community that actually go to that next That's going to make it to that to the to the highest levels of that entertainment. Right, right. So, so, when, I, so when we teaching and we telling people to, like, have a plan to fall back on now, that should be your plan A. Because, like, at the end of the day, you're playing the game to get monetary gains from it. But what happens when that doesn't fall through for you? So, like, the best thing I tell kids, when you're in school, be in school. Yeah. Like, don't don't be concentrating on what's going on on 2K. Don't be concentrating on what's going on on Fortnite. Just while you're in school, concentrating on being the best student you can right. so you can compartmentalize and keep the things at bay so that when... You have to do homework or you have other assignments. It doesn't feel like everything is piling on you at one time because you're you're tackling the issues as, as they come. So just handle school while you're in school and the rest of everything should fall in line. That's at least that's what I try to teach the younger the younger kids anyway. At Star Credit Union, you inspire us to deliver on our promise to do good for our members and our communities. That's why we offer more banking options, like better rates and no hidden fees. We also give back, donating several million dollars to hundreds of nonprofits each year. Better financial lives, stronger communities. That's our focus. Buy Star Credit Union. Do good. Bank better. Big Chick King Stockbridge is now open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Start your morning off with a selection of biscuits and gravy, grits and eggs, to mouth-watering pancakes with bacon or sausage. It's your choice. Come dine in with us, take it to go carry out, or order online. Big Chick King is dedicated to serving our neighbors, family, and friends with our all-new Southern-style menu and the best fried chicken in South Atlanta Metro. Enjoy that good chicken with home-style cooked macaroni 
macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes and corn, vegetables and green beans. Located at 1334 Highway 138 East in Stockbridge, Georgia, next to the Shell Plaza. We're open from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday through Saturday. For more information, visit BigChickKing.com, the best fried chicken hot and fresh out of the kitchen. Now, many people consider you a local McDonald's native. Yeah. McDonough, city of McDonough is celebrating 200 years as a city, December 17th. You've seen, you've seen a lot of phases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've yeah. seen a lot of phases of McDonough. And, and, and yeah. one, I, I, I remember moving to McDonough and they would say, oh, boy, don't go down there. But it's the good old boy county. You know, you get pulled over, boy, sober. Come on vacation, leave on probation. Come on now. It was yeah. a road mark. You know what yeah. I mean? And the stereotype of what no black people in McDonald's as far as just blacks feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we had what we call a changing of the guard. Like a progression, what many would call progressive, what many would call decrease. It depends on how you look at it. But we had like a transition where we had, I guess you could say, white people in leadership to being a mixed like type leadership with white and black. Tell us about that journey from that process. Well, it was, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like when I moved here in third grade, it was, it was predominantly uh, Caucasian or white people, okay. but not to say that we didn't always have black representation. Okay. So like, like for instance, we just got for the first time in history, okay. we've had a black mayor, but most of the people that sit on the city council are black. Wow. Uh, you know, most of the most of your county commissioners are black, and that's that's been the way for like forever. Like I've been, I'm 43, so it, it, we we've just gotten people in those figurehead positions to say that like, hey, the city of McDonough has a uh, black representation when it comes to the mayor. We have a black DA. Okay. We, I mean, we have our sheriff that's black. But I think that sometimes in pointing out that. We lose the issue in are they good people, and I'm not saying any any of the other the, the the ones we mentioned are not good people, right. but we get lost in the issues when we start when we mention color first. Okay. And, and so like when we start out like the only thing I really care about, especially as a businessman, is if you're an elected official, can you do your job? Wow. That's the that's the that's the very first thing I care about okay. because like when I was getting a payroll when I was getting a payroll check. And I was going in and doing 40 hours and they cut a check at the end of the day. I didn't see the bottom line of if the streets are clean, does that affect my business? If it's a lot of crime in my area, does that affect my business? Okay. If the, 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 the citizens that surround my business are not happy, that affects my business. So when it comes to elected officials, I think we've always had representation as far as African-Americans. But I think now. Because of the way the times have changed, they have more of a voice. Okay. They have they they can be take be more vocal leaders instead of being in the backgrounds and being behind the scenes and doing the things that they've already been doing anyway. They they can now be in the forefront because of the way that 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 times and society moves now that we can be you know uplifted to these positions of power and publicly be you know you know patted on the back for the things that we do. Correct, correct. So, like, I think that the the biggest change is having the people, our citizens of McDonough, not just one side of the tracks or this side of the track, the people come together. Right. Like, I think one of the most beautiful things I've seen 
in the last 30 years is when we took the Confederate monument out of the square and from knowing what it was before that okay. to riding through the square on a Saturday afternoon or right. Saturday night and just see it buzzing with life. And a lot of people said that, well, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter. But that was to them personally. Right. But I can tell you that just from being here a said amount of time that that was a big issue. And I think that we as a community moved past that. Now, it was a lot of tension in the beginning because there's always going to be discomfort with growth. Right. But I think that, that something that simple galvanized our community and makes it to where it's better to be on the square on a Saturday night because you see people that look like you and you see people that don't look like you. But the one thing they have in common is they're living life and having a great time. Wow, wow, wow. Now, now that's a very important part because recently... Um, I think some some civil warrants were passed out to elected officials about the Confederates, that the sons of Confederate, they're subpoenaing old elected officials to court based on that monument being removed. And you talked about how it was back then, how it made African Americans feel going into the square. Because even I remember when I moved out here, like Sands was the only black business in the square. And I like and I'm like and people were like, oh, you don't go down there. You don't, you know, this is where they hung Negroes and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's kind of like you got to have a diverse field. Now, you go down there, eat ice cream, hang out, eat pizza. It's very, it's, a, it's probably one of the most dynamic downtown districts on the South Metro end. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Just, for, just from the, like I said, again, just from having the diversity. And I don't think that you can go anywhere and predominantly have one set of people and said that it's going to just be great this way. I think having contrasting ideals, opinions, and values is what makes society great because iron sharpen iron. And, and, and because we don't necessarily agree to see things the same way doesn't mean that we can't all learn from each other and, and you know, make this, the, the area that we live in a better place to be. And I think that, like I said back again, I think that it's not that it's never been there. I think that you, we just get more of a, a spotlight put on it now because of how things have changed. Now, not to say that people back before us wasn't on the same thing that we were on, right, but right, they right. just they just weren't able to have a spotlight like how how you and I have now. And okay. and I think that moving forward, even it'll be even better because the youth. I think in 2020 or was it 2021 when they had that. When they had the march, when all the, the youth of Henry County put it together, when they had that, the march for the police brutality, when they had, right, right. yeah, when they had, and that was all put together by kids. It was peaceful. It was people from of all races out there. That gave me promise to say that, like the youth of today, they get it. They see, even though we like to say that they're lost and they don't see a lot of things. These, the, those kids organized a great rally. And that gave me a lot of hope and promise that, like, just for my area, I can't say for the world, but for here will be good because they get the gist of how things work and what they can do to, like, use their voices to make things better. Okay. And, and that's always great when people want to work. My name is Jamal Burt, and I'm the owner and CEO of EBO Educational Services. We're a full service tutoring and test prep company. We do everything from calculus to counting, from phonics to Shakespeare. 
We also are very big on SAT, ACT prep for college prep, ASVAB testing, and GED testing as well. Whatever has to do academics that you need to get through or get past, we help you through. I loved building relationships with students and helping kids just grow, learn that there's more to life than just keeping good grades, but it's about building who you are as a person. One student to one tutor. We don't have a class or a small group of kids, so undivided attention is given to that one child. I was a teacher for a while, and I was in the classroom seeing that these kids were not getting as much as they could possibly get, and they weren't learning in a way that was really getting to them and really reaching them. So after I left the classroom, I was actually gonna leave education for a while because I got so disenchanted with the system. But I decided that in the meantime, so I could find something else, let me just put a sign on the corner for tutoring. And uh, the phone started ringing, and here it is 10 years later, and it hasn't stopped ringing since. Welcome to the all-new Kim May State Farm Agency, located at 102 Vincent Avenue in Stockbridge, Georgia, next to the Kroger Plaza on Flippin' Road and Hudson Bridge. Recognized by the city of Stockbridge for her community service, Kim specializes in auto, home, and life insurance. We also offer investment and financial planning services, as well as mortgages and refinancing. As an award-winning State Farm agent, Kim's strive is to be one of South Metro Atlanta's leaders in business with a team of qualified professionals in customer service, sales, and compliance, Covered by Kim continues to lead the way in giving clients quality service to meet their needs. Call us today at 770-282-6622 for your free home, auto, life, or small business insurance quotes. Follow us online at all social media platforms at Covered by Kim, or for more information, visit our website at CoveredByKim.com. Are you Covered by Kim? dynamic when I moved here in Henry County, Pastor Reverend Lee was okay. one of those prominent figures. You talk about being in the community, kids being ignited, and a lot, a lot of kids grew up under Pastor Reverend Lee, whether it was directly in church, whether it was directly being affected by the community. What did you see as a youth? I know Cam Varner talks a lot about Pastor Lee marching in the streets and with, with civil rights, things like happening. Um, what, what, what did you see as a youth? from, you know, the church being a pillar of the community, connecting with community. How, how did that look to you? Um, well, we grew up, like, my, my with church, I think my, my grandparents belonged to uh, Ferguson Chapel, okay. which was a Baptist church. So, like, as a youth, church was always in our background. But I think that, Anybody that grew up in the South and in the Bible Belt line, I think, I think we all had that same story about your grandparents making you go to church, your parents saying that no matter what you did the night before Sunday, you were going to be up and you were going to go to church. But kind of echoing some of the same sentiments that they had, like um, church, religion, community, that, that, that all went hand in hand down here. And I think because we all knew each other, the element of God and family was stronger because at that time it was a smaller community and the people of Blacksville were, uh, I mean, we were kind of almost forced to deal with each other okay. because it was almost like we all we got. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so now that McDonough is not just this McDonough anymore. It's okay. this McDonough. Yeah, it's yeah. that McDonough. Everybody has 
their own version of what what McDonough is, but it's definitely not definitely not what it was 30 years ago. Okay. So I think because we have to get out and try to, if we want to instill those same values, we have to get back to, you know, going back to getting to know our neighbors, getting to know the people that's yeah. that's right next to you <laughs> in your in your walk. Because like, even though, like I say, we can be different nationalities, we still got the same walk. And that, and I think that having God, having, having God in my upbringing okay. and being in this community, I think that was one of the biggest things that helped me like even to this day when you're in a dark place having a personal relationship with god i think would take people a lot a lot of places that i think being alone or having peer counseling wouldn't do but that is a great point to make that most people that grew up here back in the day we all had that <laughs> that that vacation bible school our parents having us in church eight days a week we all had that background upbringing and i think we were better for it Right, 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 right. Um, tell me about let, let's let's talk about uh, boys and girls club. Uh, then you got not just the boys and girls club, but the community life center of Shallow has a community life center. Yes. Now it was a huge fight in the community about a boys and girls club being established. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, how long did the city of McDonough go without an actual boys and girls club and without like that type of conglomerate where you know we taking it to that level? Well, we had I think Stockbridge maybe 10 15 years ago had a small boys and girls club, okay. but like as on the level that it is now in McDonough, uh, that was I said I was 43. That was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so about that long okay. until we had that kind of interaction. Like, we used to have the, uh, I don't know if y'all, what y'all call it, but we used to call it the recreation. Yeah. The way yeah. you would go to the gym, they would open up the public gyms okay. and okay. you would go shoot basketball, uh, be with the kids from the community. You would like, uh, they had all kind of games and setups. We had that, but we never had an organization like Boys and Girls Club down here. Wow. So how, so how did that affect you? What, what, from a personal aspect, I know how it looked from, I'm not from McDonald's, so mm -hmm. I, but, so I, I couldn't tell you like what happened before and what the dynamic, how did that look for the kids of today that you serve? Because you guys are going like the elementary schools, middle schools, you're actually active in seeing the progression of, you know, the kids of yesterday versus the kids of today. Oh, well, I think the things that were like, they have the boys and girls club now, but back when we were coming, it was uh the like I say the the direct league basketball football baseball teams those were the the places that you went to quote unquote keep you out of trouble right like your parents would involve you in some kind of sports program and because we the sports programs were so big and the coaches were so influential on our lives a lot of us that's how we still have friendships that we have to this day because. Although we didn't have the Boys and Girls Club, we had coaches, teachers, counselors that would have a lot of one-on-one -on -one interactions with us. So, like, we didn't have that, for say, in the community, but we had it in our schools. Our teachers, counselors, peers, they used to pour a lot into the youth. Right. So, like, we didn't, we didn't, like I said, we didn't have the building, but we always had that, 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 that support system going on in the community. 
At Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology, our business is your health. Dr. Ronald S. Watts and his staff are dedicated to the pillars of quality health, such as equity, effectiveness, efficiency, integration, safety, timeliness, and people-centeredness. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology specializes in the evaluation and treatment of diabetes and endocrine disorders thyroid, neck and parathyroid gland ultrasound examinations, and vascular examination for peripheral artery disease are just some of the services that Dr. Ronald S. Watts and his staff provide. Looking for treatment? We are currently accepting new patients. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology accepts all major insurance. Give us a call at 770-389-9494 or visit us at 550 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 110, Stockbridge, Georgia. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology. Our business is your health. Visit us at eldiabetes.org. The Youth Life Center of the Arts is a trailblazing organization dedicated to adolescent care, specifically tailored for youth who are too advanced for daycare but not ready to be left home alone during out-of-school times. We provide performing arts-based programs, innovative learning, and life skills development to help prepare adolescents for the real world. With over 10 years of experience, owner and founder Ms. Clarissa Winston and her team creates a safe environment that empowers youth to find their voice and discover their gifts. Get your child involved today. Follow us on social media at the Youth Life Center to stay connected and get up-to-date info on resources we provide. Call us today at 770-272-5086 or email us at info at the youthlifecenter.org to get your child registered for our after-school program. For more information, visit youthlifecenter.org. Now, um, you, you and uh, Mr. Jared Lawrence. Yeah. Mr. McDonald, aka Mr. McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all homeboys, I bet y'all together every time I when I do come in here and see me to tell y'all cutting up, man. And I, outside of the barbershop, you talking about growing up. I think you and Jared actually grew up together. Yeah. Right? Say all of y'all. Yeah, graduated together, grew all, up together. All yeah. of that. You know what 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 was it like um to see your personal peers step up? Like Jared, like Zay, like those people. Michelle Lamar. Yeah. Started SCB TV. I mean, you've seen some of these local journeys from 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 young from a young man to from a young boy to where we are today. What 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 do those local journeys look like to you and giving back to the community and how and how it has helped with the community is coming full circle? Uh, well, when it starts with Jared, that's like I said, that'll be one of the guys. Like our parents were very religious, so like I, I mean. To see Jared from, like, Jared's always been that same guy. Still, like, now the guy you see that uh, crack jokes and, like, he cares a lot about people. He cares a lot about community. That comes from our upbringing in the church. So, like, to see him, to see Zay, that, like, all of, all, most of all the people you just named, we all work for ourselves in some capacity. Correct. And so, to see where we came from, like, to come from our parents having payroll to, us now calling the shots and working for ourselves, it's uh, gratifying, but it's also like, they give me a sense of like pride, you know, pride. Like, I know like I can directly touch three or four of my best friends that are, that are out here working and creating their own way and not just that. They're like, Jared is a youth coach that coaches baseball and basketball. He does a lot. And uh, you know, Zay was doing a lot with mentorships and helping people with their businesses. So it's, it's always good to see people that you grew up with thriving 
And I, I've never been one to say, like, a person is doing better than me, so I don't want to see them do good. Right, right. Anytime somebody from McDonald doing good, I'm, I'm proud of them. Right, right. Even if I don't get a chance to tell them, I'm proud of them. Right, right. Because that make us all look better. <laughs> <laughs> and and you now now one thing that I that I liked about you and what attracted me to you, uh, uh, Johnny, was the simple fact like I'm a new guy. We as soon as I as soon as we came to the community, streets of gentlemen, our organization, you you and your business business partners embraced us with open arms. I yeah. mean, we did things together that just kind of stood out and still touched my heart today. How important is it for you to continue to? build relationships throughout the community that affect motivation for change? It's very important because networking is everything. And I, what the people can't see is right behind you, we have a small business wall okay. that I, 50 business cards or better, each individual has been in this business and touched us in some way, either got a haircut, donated to one of our, uh, our drives for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Okay. It's, it's always good to help the next person that's coming in that line of business. So I think as a community pillar, we as a barbershop try to give, show that love that we think that other people wouldn't give. So like if you talk to any barber that works in here, we're all different, we all cut different, but that one model we have, when you come in, leave your feelings at the door. <laughs> that's the very first rule we have at the barbershop. Yeah. Leave, your, leave your feelings at the door and if you you give we gonna give you respect, and all we ask for is that you give it to us in, in in return. And I think that that goes a long way to help us be in the business eleven years because every barber that I work with, I consider my brother or my sister, and I know if I needed something, not just if I need a blade or I need a neck strip, but right. hey man, I need lunch or right. I I need gas or if it ever came to that, I knew that I could come to them because. It's not they not my coworkers, they my family. Okay. And, and and we and I've worked timelessly and countless you know amount of hours to build that relationship with them and to have those people in your business because a, a business without the people is just mortar, walls, glass. It's 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 the people in your business that make your business. So I think that having these people support me and have them having them behind me makes me a better JD so I can go out. And I can talk to kids, and I can not have not having to be here to handle what's whatever said situation is because they got it, and we got each other. So that's that's just what helps us, you know, push our our, our mission forward because we got eight, nine, ten individuals working toward the same cause. So it makes it that much easier. I'm looking on the wall, Ken Mitchell Award. Yeah. Ken. Ken Mitchell Awards, Plastic Mentorship Awards. Tell us about the Ken Mitchell Award. Well, Ken Mitchell is a uh, he does a lot, he did a lot for you know the area of Stockbridge, okay. and um, so that's why they named the award after him. And we used to uh, donate a lot of school supplies, time, whatever they needed, and um, so that's how we end up getting that award. And, then, and I think one of the principals came in and um, hit headline with Jack. And we start, and you know, we start, we start cutting up, we start cutting up about that. Okay. And, and he told, and I told him that uh, it was a school down here, and I don't want, I won't mention their name. Right, 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 right. That we tried to donate school supplies to, and they weren't very receptive to it. Okay. And they, 
almost made us feel like we were doing a bad thing. But, uh, you know, Stockbridge Elementary embraced us. So we went up there and we started giving them time and school supplies. And they honored us while, you know, I think we won the camp. It might have been two or three times we won it. Okay. And it's just based on, you know, like, I think giving a lot of time and love. Time and love. Yeah. That, that's what a community needs. Time and love. Time and love. Um, when it, last but not least, when it comes down to when it comes down to connecting community and small business, that's one of your big things. I yes. You spoke a lot. I don't care who's in office, who none of that. What are what are what what do you see is is the next pillar to connect community and small business to keep this city thriving in the right direction? Well, I think one. I think they're doing a lot better with <laughs> fixing our infrastructure with the roads. Okay. Except for like the roundabout, cause the roundabout tearing them old folks up. <laughs> you man, you get to the you. <laughs> now I love that. I love that we had them roundabout, but they tearing them old folks up. Oh but, wow. But like structurally, they 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 getting the infrastructure of the roads fixed. But I think that uh, the events like they do with the Geranium Festival with the things you guys to help out with, with the Caribbean Festival. Okay. Like having all those networking events for small businesses to, to, to get their names out there, I think is very important because I think BJ's and Lowe's and Walmart will come in and provide jobs for your people, but small businesses are the backbones of your community. Correct. When people come in to look for your culture, Correct. they're coming to look for the places. Like when we come to McDonald's, what do we eat? What do we get our hair cut? Right. What, what, what do we go smoke our fine cigars? What do we get ice cream? Right, so right. small businesses are the, are the places that build that type of culture to say, like, when I come to McDonald's, I'm going to B&B Soul Food for, 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 uh, for lunch. Or when I'm going out for my drinks at night, I'll go over to the GOAT. Like, it's different businesses and different small businesses that make the culture of your city so if we don't continue to help build the branding of small business, we'll lose wet said culture that we have. So we have to make sure that you and I, the people that have a voice, make sure that when we get an opportunity that we pat a small business on the back because that's going to continue to push the narrative to make other people want to come and have a part of your culture. It's the small businesses that do that, not the Walmarts and the Targets and, right. and, and those major businesses. They, now, they provide jobs, but like I said, small businesses provide culture. Wow. Johnny Daniels, Supreme Barbershop, Game Changers Media Network, Voices of the Village, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Yes, sir. I'm yes, sir. With us today. Yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you for the interview, man. Thank you for, you know, being out here and using your voice to try to better your your corner of the woods, right. and like especially when you're down here, like it goes unrecognized, man. But I appreciate everything you do for the community. Man, let's get it, man. Voices of the Village, Game Changers Media Network, celebrating 200 years. Yes, sir.